Uh, there's no cocksucker registry that I'm aware of. But from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. In Manhattan, a registered sex offender on lifetime parole, so wrapped up in the act of rape, he had to be pulled off of the woman by police when they found him raping her. On 28th Street in Chelsea, just half a block from the Flower District. And in another context, his determination might be hardly applauded. In this case, we could hardly muster even a grudging golf clap. The rapist Daryl Phillips, 61, was convicted of attempted rape. That was in 97. At this point, he was uh, raping a woman under some scaffolding at 241 West 28th Street. 61 years old, this guy, raping a 23-year-old Asian employee of a, of a restaurant. He snarled at her, I want you to have my baby. What a, it's a strange thing to snarl. Doesn't, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, they're saying that he snarled. Yeah. But they weren't there. They weren't. <laughs> it could have been whispered. Uh, I mean, I admit that it's kind of a very forward thing to say. Uh, it, it's yeah, but in uh, maybe in this context, if it's a stranger, I, I presume stranger. Maybe he was saying, "Be my baby." I want you to have my baby. It says, "I want you to be my baby." I want you to have my. <laughs> Phelps was holding her down on the ground while raping her. A police source said officers yanked Phelps off the young woman, and uh, you know if he'd yanked off before he left home, maybe everything would be fine. He's since been charged with rape, criminal sex act, sex abuse, and assault, and uh, snarling. Woman was taken to a hospital in stable condition. She's okay mentally, or she's not okay, rather, mentally after that. What do you think? Uh, joining me now is uh, the author of Last Days of New York, Seth Barron. Hey, Seth. Oh, hey, Pat. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, this is uh, certainly a brutal attack, and right here in the neighborhood, it, it uh, this has been happening a lot lately. It puts me on edge, you know. That the next does. I think next just, time I rape a woman under some scaffolding, hey, I'm going to get yeah. caught. <laughs> just over on um. I don't know, 13th Street and 6th Avenue a few weeks ago. Somebody was trying to rape somebody. It's like happening. Mm. There's a lot of this going on. Why do you think it is? I mean, like, it's... Oh, why is this happening? Let me tell you why. The rape in particular, I mean. Uh, well, I think just all kinds of crime. I think uh, what I, what we've been talking about for years now has finally borne fruit, mm -hmm. which is letting criminals out of prison, mm -hmm. uh, not putting them in prison, Eliminating the bail laws. So yeah, not even keeping them in jail. Yeah, yeah and then um, basically making it that the police are de-incentivized to, to do law enforcement. Yeah, I would say that's exactly right. And so, you know, you're, you're, you've basically just given the uh, the criminal element, you know, free reign over the city. Just, the, hey, you guys do whatever the hell you want. We're, we're going we're gonna to just, like, observe and, uh, you know, maybe if you pull out a gun and start shooting people, we'll shoot you. Mm -hmm. Short of that, you maybe know, you do what you do. Well, about the only um, thing that is a, a disincentive for crime is to make them unable to do it by keeping them confined. And then if you take that out of the picture, they're not long term planners or anything in terms of like, oh, well, they, they'll still have to go to court. They'll still have to. Why should they be clogging up the jails? They're not convicted of anything yet. So why should they be kept? And uh, the thing is, is uh, they <laughs> will commit more crimes. And that's, right. an, that's a bit of a problem. It's funny that you say that because you do hear this a lot, like holding people in advance of their trial is a violation of due process because they haven't been convicted of a crime yet. They're technically innocent. So how can you hold them in jail? Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it, they are technically they haven't been found guilty of a crime. However, in order to be remanded to jail, you do have to be arraigned before a judge. 
and a judge will listen and determine if there's probable cause that you've committed the crime. And basically, he doesn't have to establish that um, uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. He just has to determine, is there like a better than half chance that, that you, in fact, did do it? Yeah. And if so, okay, then he'll, he'll remand you, uh, you know, for trial. You know, or assign bail or whatever. Or assign bail. So there is due process. It might not be the, it's not the, the fruition of due process, but it's not the culmination, but it is part of due process. So it's not really true that these people uh, are being, uh, you know, jailed in, in a completely unfair manner. Well, it's not as if, yeah, it's a neutral thing. Like we found somebody, either they committed rape or they didn't, and, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll let a jury decide. Like this guy, it sounds like he did definitely. <laughs> I think there's a good chance, but I don't know. Was he was he actually sent? To, was he released? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, he was booked and released. No, yeah, I'm sure he's being held. Uh, let me see if it's. Uh, I, don't, I don't even think it says here. Uh, it's a savage and brutal attack of an innocent woman on her way home from work, said a Manhattan cop. Uh, he is a sexual deviant who should not have been released under any circumstances. Now, he, he kept his head down. This guy said nothing as he was let out of the 10th precinct. As we see in the video, he's 6 feet, 210. He's uh, listed as a level 2 sex offender uh, in the state registry with the designation of sexually violent offender. Hmm. Well, it's funny. You know, my ex-wife, she's a sociologist, and her whole thing is that, like, she do, all of her work is about sex registry, and the sex offender registry and ah. why it's um why there shouldn't be a sex offender registry. She's against having she her whole thing is like there's no difference between sex crimes and other crimes and there's no reason to assume that that they that they're all gonna be repeat offenders, that that they have a higher recidivism rate and that it just stigmatizes and makes it impossible for these people to like reintegrate into society. So we shouldn't have um the sex offender registry, but this guy kind of militates against her, her thesis. He does, doesn't he? He seems like he's um, a classic example of why you should. Except maybe, hey, maybe it's just a question of stereotype threat. Like, okay, back in the '90s, he raped somebody. Mm. They put him on Attempted. the sex. They put him on the offender registry, and now, ever since then, he's just been like lingering under this. Like, and so finally, he was like, oh, okay. So you're going to call me a rapist? You're going to say that I'm incorrigibly a sex offender? Mm -hmm. Fine. Guess what? Guess what? I will do exactly what you've asked me to do. Right. I'll take this label and, and prove it true. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems unlikely that somebody would do that. It, it wouldn't make me want to offend sexually. It wouldn't. I, I can't imagine like being uh, called something and being like, "Oh yeah, what's if somebody called me a cocksucker?" Oh yeah, watch this then. Ah, you know, stuff it in my mouth because it, it, it's sort of a. And I know that that's not necessarily a, a label with the same power of be, as being on a, re, a sex offender registry. Uh, there's no cocksucker registry that I'm aware of. But. Yeah, but look at the look at it this way. You're kind of a, you're a comedian, right? You're a professional comedian. Probably we could go back and like when you were four years old, you were like being funny people were like you little scamp and then like you went to school and the teacher was like you know saying to your mom pat's a good boy but he, he's always trying to cut up in class and be like the class clown and you were like oh okay class clown huh mm -hmm. fine that's how you want to label me fine i'll go ahead and and make that true and then you'll see 
how stereotype threat really works. So sort of a uh, a mutually self and societally uh, fulfilled prophecy. Yes. Yes. It's very dangerous. Or look at like, you know, you've got like, okay, society says to all these like black kids, you're worth, you're not worth anything except if you can be a great basketball player. Yeah. Lo and behold, they all become great basketball players. Oh, makes um, sense. Society says to, to, um, to, and if you don't be a good basketball player, then you're going to be a rapist and a murderer. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, yeah, that's fine, I'll do it. And sometimes, maybe like they'll even be both. <laughs> well, this guy served just over 21 years for an attempted rape. Served just over 21 years for an attempted rape, and, and he's, he's six foot two and burglary. No, he's six feet two ten. Is he? Um, oh, he's six feet. So was he like a, a point guard or what? Uh, they don't give his position. Uh, come on, Seth. This guy might have have played Small defensive forward. back, for all you know, in the in the in in, in football. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, now uh, for an attempted rape. That's a long time. It seems to me for it was an attempted rape and burglary on the Upper West Side. Uh, so if you break into somebody's house and try to rape them, I suppose yeah. that's pretty serious. Was released uh, September 9th, according to online records. Uh, in the 1997 attack, he hit. The 33-year-old victim, who was a stranger, and uh, records showed that he pled guilty in '98. This was during a time when there are some cases that uh, people have gone back and looked at. They felt they got railroaded because in the '90s they sort of, you know, there was one officer in particular, a, a detective, who had this crackhead he would bring up over and over again, you know, and witnessed a lot of crimes apparently, you know, and played played a role in a lot of convictions. And, uh, you know, would kind of say whatever you needed that person to say. So, you know, some of these things have been peeled back. But uh, anyway, that crime was committed July 11, 97. Now, the same day he was released on parole on a robbery rap from uh, 1987. So he, he gets released uh, on the 11th of July and and then breaks into somebody's house and does an attempted rape. So I guess that goes to your theory there. You know, all that time in jail. I guess I'm a criminal. Right. Look what society, look what you look what you've done to me. You called me a monster, and now I guess I have no choice but to be one. Now I'm or a look monster. At, look at all of these Asian kids, and they're like, they're like, you have to go to good high school and become actuary, they're, or become medical doctor or dentist, and they're like, fine, that's that's what you want me to be. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Or gonna... the Indian kids, maybe they're like, you you a donut seller, you know, yeah. you own donut business. Well, no, that's like. Yeah, the ones in India, they're like, mm-hmm. you move to America and become donut seller. They're like, <laughs> they're like, okay, that is what they'll do. I guess that is what I am. Um, no, this is what this, they call this me. This is really bad. Stereotype threat is a well-known problem in our society, and mm. I'm glad to see that you're addressing it on this show. Yes, uh, <laughs> completely sincerely. Uh, the state parole board cited the pair of convictions because he also had an, uh, an attempted burglary conviction from the 80s, and they cited those. In denying his release in the 97 case, uh, they denied him release in 2019 and last year, which was 2020. And he just got out. And the, yeah, the board also noted he was, he was a public risk because he committed the attempted rape the same day he was cut loose from the 87 conviction. They're like, look, the parole board actually showing some kind of conscience here and a little bit of common sense. But Well, I'll tell you something. Here's another problem with uh, the way... Uh, corrections work in America, and I think my ex-wife would agree with me on this, which is that uh, sexual starvation in prison, 
Like, look what we do to people. We lock them up. We've locked them up starting in 1987, and who knows from before that. So that was, what, 35 years ago, practically, when he was a man, strapping young man in his 20s or 30s. Okay, but, like, at the time when, you know, many people are settling to top-earning potential years, um, starting to, like, start a family. Well, he was denied the chance to start a family. Yeah. And he got out. First thing he did when he got out is, I got to make up for lost time. I'm going to go find a wife on the on the Upper East Side. All the pussy yeah. that I was deprived. Right. And and he, so he goes, and then he winds the up back in jail. The only way he knows the only how. way he knows just how. Just to him. walk into someone's apartment. 20 and, years later. And, and try to have okay, sex still, with them. Yeah. He's like, okay, I still have time. First thing he does when he gets out, I want you to make my babies. He's just um, trying to have a family. When they pay him reparations, it shouldn't be just for him, but for all the babies he could have had. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I, I wonder if anybody listens to this thinking, like not understanding <laughs> the, the subtext <laughs> of this. Uh, you think there's anybody out there like that? Th- potentially. Who knows? I um, guess you must not have a very bright listenership. I have an extremely bright listenership. I'm oh, saying it, this would be a visitor the to is, the they're show. They're so bright that they... That no, they... no, no, not them. I'm talking about <laughs> some stray. Oh, oh, I see. Don't do that because I, like, I want to say Merry Christmas to all my listeners. And uh, if you don't celebrate Christmas, then, you know, hey, I, I hope you have a great day. Yeah, that's and what that's people that. say now is Merry Christmas to all who celebrate. I don't mean it that way. I, it's not exactly what I said. I said, and if you don't, not to all who celebrate. God, Seth, you're such a hemorrhoid today. Me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, rapes up 3% so far in 2021 with 1,453 incidents compared to 1,410 over the same period in 2020. Hardly a noticeable increase as far as rape goes. I did not think sex crimes were... They're not up in the same way some of these other things are. And New York is, is actually... I don't know how up we are on homicides right now. We're but up like 2% because there's been a bunch the last week or two. two. 2%. Philadelphia is up like 65... Or Chicago, rather. sixty. It's either Chicago or Philly. 65%, though. Over last year? Yeah. Yeah, they went from... It, the, the numbers are insane. I mean, we had a big bump Has to be in Philly. 2020. Yeah. And then so 2021, we basically plateaued, although it's going up. Uh, much to do. De Blasio is great, though. He keeps coming up with new ways to cut the data to show how things have gotten much safer. Like, I was walking down the street, and I saw in one of those kiosks, like, they, they put it on a kiosk. Oh. A thing saying, crime since May... <laughs> Down. down over the same period like you know just like you know look you can play around and sure yeah you can find things that's lies, for sure damned lies and de blasio yeah de blasios which uh hey we're at the very tail end of an eight year uh citywide nightmare which became a national nightmare at certain points i mean he really has tested the limits of what a mayor can do and not be arrested and not be, uh, I don't know, recalled mm. or anything. Mean, I mean, like, he's absolutely been just a just a stunningly bad administrator of money. Yeah. I mean, he's been pretty uh, he's been pretty bad. He's been pretty annoying. I mean, you wrote a whole book about I did. Write a book. I did. I did write a book about it. <laughs> it's called The Last Days of New York. It's a pretty good book. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, guess where I saw it for sale yesterday? Where's that? Uh, well, I was walking through Union Square, and there's a guy who has, like, I don't know, a bunch of card tables with, like, books stacked on them. Oh, yes. 
And uh, my, One book, of those? My, book, my, my book was in the pile. Wow, it made it there quickly. I know, right? And I looked to see, oh, is this one of the, the um, and guess what? It's one of the, you, people who are interested should go get it because it's one of the rare unsigned copies. <laughs> rare <laughs> unsigned. So uh, I think shit. perhaps it was stolen from um, Barnes & Noble. Well, the book has to be selling well. It's been featured in, uh, in uh, several places and, and promoted by you know some very big names you know Greg Kelly I mean his dad Ray Kelly even yeah uh, was, was all behind it Ray Kelly who was the as far as I, in my term in New York City is definitely the best police commissioner we've had yes but we've got a new one coming in oh yeah so we do her name's like uh, Kina Mendata or some shit uh, what is her name the incoming wait this is this we should learn okay this is we have a new cast of characters. Uh, that are in the offing. Of course, we have the the mayor elect uh, Eric Adams, and it's up to him to to name his police commissioner. And unlike De Blasio, he's not afraid to name a black woman to be the next police commissioner. That's right, our first woman police commissioner. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name is. Oh, I wasn't. Oh, I thought you were pulling up her name. I was going to, but I thought you were doing. Well, it. I'm, <laughs> that's why I stopped. It's a curious name. It's not one that I've ever heard before. I haven't either. Uh, first name or last. Uh, of course, current uh, police commissioner is uh, it's, it's Dermot Shea. Dermot Shea, and he will be only too happy to not be the police commissioner anymore. I'm sure. But once you've been police commissioner, you're like done as far as NYPD goes. You've reached the pinnacle. You can't go back and be some other thing. Um, it's Nassau County Chief of Detectives. Her name, uh, the new, uh, the new police commissioner, will be. Keychant Sewell. I guess yeah, I've heard Ke- Sewell. Keychant Sewell. Keychant. Keychant. Keychant Sewell. Yeah, it's funny. The thing about Keychant Sewell, um, I mean, I'm sure she's a perfectly competent uh, individual. I haven't read anything bad about her, except she doesn't really... Um, well, she's in Nassau. She's in Nassau County. And, you know, there. that's not a small place, but... No, I mean, big. the most she's done is run the... the the detective squad there, which has like 350 people. It's a serious job. That's a big job, but the NYPD is like two orders of magnitude larger. It's like a rather big... Um, Just the detectives alone. No, no, no. The entire the NYPD is as a whole is larger like 36,000 than... people, so oh. it's like 100 times larger. It's a much larger institution, uh, and I think she's going to have some issues, but here's the thing about it. Here's my theory, is that, okay, Eric Adams was on the police force for like 22 years. He became a captain. Um, So I think what's happening here, and, you know, this isn't like some big stretch, is, you know, he wants to go outside the department. He He has a vision of how he wants the department to be run. And so he doesn't want any insiders. He doesn't want any egos. So he doesn't want to get some, like, big name from outside the city. He doesn't want to promote from within. He wants to be basically have like a pretty firm hand on how things are done over there. So he gets this woman who, you know, likely as likely as not, she doesn't even know the neighbors of the city. She doesn't know New York. She doesn't know the department. Right. But here's the problem. is So he wanted to have uh, Phil Banks. Right. Step in as kind of a. Um, An interim. Dep- it, well, no, as dep- as a deputy mayor of public safety. And so he would really be. Oh, running things, sure, yeah. so but he now, wouldn't be. But yeah. he has all these like terrible um, corruption issues, oh, ethical right. issues. So <laughs> yeah. it's not clear that he can do it because okay. uh, the FBI won't give him security clearance. <laughs> Let's listen to Key Chant talk. This is my city, and now this being my department. 
we are absolutely focused on violent crime. I want to let them know that we're certainly on the move to reevaluate what's been done, what works and what doesn't work, and that is our priority. Violent crime is the number one priority. And, and Eric Evans has talked about bringing back the uh, Plainclothes Anti-Crime Unit, which is somewhat controversial. What do you feel about bringing back those kind of units? I worked in major case. Uh, I've worked with plainclothes units. I've worked with plainclothes investigators and officers for a number of years in a variety of different circumstances. Guns, gangs, drugs, and plainclothes units work. Uh, they are able to be in places where they are not able to be easily recognized. And if you use a surgical approach, if you use well-trained officers that know what their objectives are, I think you can get measurable results. So how would you... What would you say to those critics? I've been doing this for 25 years. You know something? I, I, I always wondered why they picked on the anti-crime unit to be the the thing to get rid of. You never see videos of plainclothes officers, or very seldom, that are, you know, uh, that become part of the national conversation or anything, where look at the violence. It's uh, typically a uniformed officer, you know, who has... They they believe uh, shot somebody in error or too quickly, so why them? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know, but I I do know that they've certainly um, they certainly don't like them. Yeah, well, I think it's because they take a lot of guns off the streets and yeah. solve a lot of crimes. Right, right, exactly. Listen, I mean, doesn't she? And she sounds fine. I mean, I think she she's, she sounds she's, okay. She sounds good. She did something a little tone deaf already. Yes, she did, didn't she? Uh, <laughs> there was a cop who was shot uh, and, um, and and shot somebody in the process. He died. I think the cop died. The cop though. died. Uh, and maybe the other guy didn't die. I don't know. Maybe uh, he, he killed. He was he was he was set up set upon by three robbers. Mm -hmm. And I guess he killed one of them. They maybe shot another one. She expressed her condolences or well wishes or something to the family of the yeah. victim. Yeah, well, yeah, not right. not good. That that was weird. Yeah. Uh. So that we'll wait and see. I mean, like I have it. Look, if they're trying to bring crime down and do bring crime down, then she can do all the fucking tone deaf shit she wants. You know, like I I think that the results in that in that other area are going to be more important. It would be nice to see a unified message and approach. But, I mean, approach is more important. And if you want to play the press game, then, hey, that's kind of up to you. Look, I mean, Eric Adams, you know, I've written some things about him saying that uh, I think the, I think I think there's going to be some challenges. Right. Mm. Like, I don't know if you read my piece in the journal last week saying. Oh, yeah. Even if Eric Adams came in with like a ferocious law and order lock him up perspective. Mm he might have difficulties because there's been a lot of changes institutionally in city law, yeah, state law, right, policy, uh, all the, kinds of things. The, the mood of the city, the mood of the country, the, yes, the attitude about policing. That would make it difficult. But, look, if he can come in and actually like clean things up, great. I'd come in and do it in spite of all that if it was, I mean, because it's, look, it's do or die. I mean, as far as that goes, you'd have to come in and say, well, I'm doing it regardless. And then you would get such a cheer from New York City, I think, that I, I think you could turn the political mood in, in this city on a dime because the protest against it, you know, the, the backlash against something like that would sound so 
just completely you have to drive that upward and let people hear what they're actually saying right and and give that message a chance you know to fill the room with its stench here's the problem okay uh the left is um they're biting their lip right now right like they're pushing back a little bit like he said he wants to reinstitute punitive segregation on rikers yeah which and makes then perfect hawk newsome shows up and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the left the the, the city council 30 members of the city council have said, no, you can't do that. That's a that's a human rights violation. That's torture. Solitary confinement is torture. And they're all set to like really like fight him on this. Wow. Um, and, you know, he said some pretty stern things, but apparently he's walked some of them back. Uh, right. Here's the thing. If that if way, it, you get to say everything at once. If things go south, for if, if, if he doesn't like pull this off, then the left is going to. They'll be thrilled. They'll they'll say, "Well, this is what happens when you elect a cop." Yeah. This is why what we need to do is really elect. Then they're going to go. They're going to put up somebody really. Going to elect a criminal. I mean, basically. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm not even joking. I mean, (laughs) no, and not of the De Blasio ilk. No, like of the the, like the um. Just pick a hardened criminal out of Rikers and go. You would you please would you be the mayor, please? You know, get this. Darren Phelps here. Daryl Phelps. You joke. I hardly. hardly. <laughs> a court order couldn't stop a serial animal hoarder from again turning our queen's home into a house of horrors. Elizabeth Grant, who's 53, she has served time, jail time, in other animal cruelty cases already. She's a convicted animal cruelty person. She was busted again. When cops found a menagerie of dogs, cats, turtles, guinea pigs, and a rabbit living in squalor in her queen's home. I love these animal hoarders. Uh, we had one a few years ago who had rabbits, and she could not stop, would not stop with the rabbits, trying to breed her own new breed of rabbit. Like trying to create a new, like was she trying to create like a giant rabbit? Through gain of function, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this, but this woman here, she has she uh, kept more than fifty animals in her Jack's Knight's home. Also, uh, she's there with her elderly mother, so she collects those too. Apparently, uh, despite a judge's order banning her from owning or caring for pets since, uh, until twenty twenty eight, she ain't gonna be any better in twenty twenty eight. That's according to DA Melinda Katz. Well, it's interesting because you know who her um, the father of her children is. Oh yes, of course, that would be Curtis Sliwa, and he's a noted um, animal lover. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the DA here, <laughs> just she was just there for interview. This is Elizabeth Grant, 53. Now, 53, more than 50 animals she has. 50 to 1, that's way, I, I just, you know, I don't know exactly what the what kind of squalor it is, but I can get an idea, you know. I mean, I mean rabbits are pretty... Um, boy, they love to shit, they, and they're they prolific. Do. Yeah, and they uh, they kind of, don't they smell a little bit? They smell? Sure. I guess. I mean, I've had rabbits before. When I was a kid, we I, had some rabbits out back. I never and they, liked rabbits. I ate rabbit once, and it made me so sick that I almost missed my half-hour special. You have to cook it. No, it was cooked. It was a, it was cooked actually by a renowned chef. I'm sure. At the uh, it was at the uh, what the I cannot remember the name of the place, but it was a something tavern. I mean, I'm just saying, I've never eaten rabbit. I'm just saying I don't like rabbits a lot. Rabbits are not my favorite kind of animal. Me neither. I don't like rodents. Yeah, the only, uh, they're, they're wild. They're wild animals. Have you ever care seen what anybody says. those giant rabbits? Like the ones that are like basically three and a half feet long. Oh, Christ, there's nothing creepier. Exactly. Looks like a guy in a rabbit outfit. 
or two guys. <laughs> uh, the, now, she's facing 141 animal cruelty and criminal contempt-related uh, charges. For rabbits. Well, not just rabbits. I mean, the, the, the other one I was talking about with the rabbits, she was, she was beyond the pale. She had a whole yard outside, hundreds of rabbits. Uh, who was this? She was in Brooklyn. I can't recall her name. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, I should recall her name because we talked about her quite a bit. She was also a slumlord of, uh, or worked for a slumlord as a man. She would come demanding rent uh, from people. Did she bring the rabbits along with her? No. Uh, Grant's latest hoarding came to light November 26th when a, a worker with Adult Protective Services came calling to check on her mother, saw all the animals. That's the other thing. Your poor sick mother's there. All this feces and urine in the air can't be good for her. Not good for anybody. Uh, well, the powerful stench of ammonia is what assailed this person when they got there from urine and saw excessive feces all over the floor. Wow, I called it. That's really the problem. If they weren't shit machines. But isn't their shit kind of just like little pellets? It's not. I mean, they all they eat is like lettuce. So right. their shit can't be like it's just little too, pellets. Too, it's not yeah. like their shit is going to be that odorous, is it? Oh, no. I mean, not, not one little pellet of it. <laughs> but when they're hopping around on it and shit, mm. it mashes it up and then it, then it starts to stink, I'm sure. And the piss. The piss is bad. It sort of carries the rest of the smells around, okay. I would guess. Ugh. But this uh, woman had a, a police said animal welfare workers rescued 29 animals from the home, many of them emaciated and matted with dirt and feces. I don't care about that. One dog had blood around the mouth. Don't care. Oh, she One had a rash under the eye. Yeah, I told you uh, the kind of animals that she had. Dogs, cats, turtles, guinea pigs, and a rabbit. One oh. rabbit. Only one. Oh, I thought there were 50 rabbits. This is... Uh, I, am I mixing up the stories? A total of 50 animals. Oh, okay. Guinea pigs, turtles. Now, the turtles, you know, may be manageable. I don't know. The dogs and cats. I would guess it's mostly cats. They're the easiest to get. Have you ever eaten... Um, Cat? Turtle? No, nor would I. I did once. How was it? In a soup at, like, a fancy restaurant. Did it taste good? did actually but you know it's like with all this cream and pepper and stuff so probably. why bother with the turtle at that point i wonder you know it's like a, it's like when you eat an oyster it's on a cracker with some hot sauce and and all this shit it's like i don't really right. need the fucking yeah i know the sloppy little slimy thing in the middle it of kind it. of makes me sick sometimes to think back to know that i ate a turtle i mean this was like 25 years this ago muddy pond creature you know it's disgusting have you eaten um guinea pig Yes. Really? Just one. <laughs> no, I've never eaten guinea pig. You don't eat guinea pig. Yes, they do. You know where they eat it? Oh, I would guess uh, in. Uh, oh wait, wait. Let me let me think of the country I'm thinking of or the city. Uh, it's where? Uh, oh, Burma, maybe? No, like in Peru and Ecuador. It's called cuy. You know where you can buy it? Like one time, I was in Terrytown. Maybe. I'm, wait. What about in Guinea? I, I don't think they sell it. I, maybe they, they may, but I know it's like considered, it's kind of a delicacy in Peru. But I was in um, Terrytown, and there's a lot of Peruvians and Ecuadorians up there. And like on the main drag, they had a little sign that said, we have cooey. So I went in and I wanted to see it. Did You saw some cooey? Well, it was all frozen and stuff. Oh, did you order it? No, it was like a store. It was like a grocery store. Oh, oh, I see. You couldn't order it. They just no, no, we no, have no. gooey. You prepare. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, freed after two recent stabbing arrests. I want to move on from sure. the. Uh... <laughs> but I, I do want to point out this woman was sentenced to another six months in jail. I mean, like the, the, she's been in. She's done some time in Rikers. Fourteen months. 
she served in Rikers before her bench trial. Before them. This one is a uh, a true animal cruelty uh, menace, this grant. Now, moving on. Freed after two recent stabbing arrests, a man knifed a strap hanger in the Times Square subway station after falling onto the tracks with him during a struggle. So this 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 kind of shit uh, happens more and more frequently. It's Bernardo uh, Cara, Carbajal, Carbajal got into an argument with a 52-year-old victim believed to be a stranger hmm, on the N-Train uh, subway platform, 11 a.m., 11.40 a.m. Now, this guy is uh, 27, Carbajal. He uh, charged the victim with a knife, and the two men wrestled. That's <laughs> got into an argument and then charged him with a knife. The guy who charges the guy with a knife is the one who started the argument. No, no uh, doubt about it. The two men wrestled, plunging onto the tracks. After their fall, this guy stabbed uh, the victim, uh, Carter, eight times, wounding him in the back, arm, and neck, leaving him on the tracks. Wounding him, he stabbed him in the back, arm, and neck, and left him on the tracks. Uh, cops found the victim motionless there in a pool of blood. Uh, neither was struck by a train, obviously, because that would be in the headline. This stuff has been happening a lot. Yeah, these fights in and subway what stations. Cracks me yeah. up is the number of people who will, to their last breath, deny that it's happening. Yeah, they'll be like, uh, "I rode the subway today, and I'm still alive." Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, have you walked down into Penn Station lately? I have not walked down into Penn Station on uh, the. Uh, I guess it would be the west side, the the northwest side. Okay. Okay. Uh, and um, it's, it's of of the one train. Say yeah. like you know thirty fourth, right? Thirty fourth and seventh on the north side on the on the uptown side, dude. Uh, or on the, you that'd know what I'm the, saying? That'd be the east. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but it's actually the, but it's it's not on the uptown side going uptown, but it's on the uptown side of the street, yeah. the north side of the street, I should say. Yeah. But there's like fucking twelve dudes on the fucking stairs all the time. Right. Now. Yeah. Now that wasn't happening before. Right. No matter how cold it got. Now there's like I mean, they're hanging out there with their pants off. <laughs> like it's their fucking place. And they're like it it's really and these are criminals, these are fucking I mean, you can these are just not savory people at all. They basically set up a wall, like half the stairway is blocked off. You can walk past them on the other one, but there's another. There's a dude standing there too. It's the thinnest little mm-hmm. gate you have to get through. I hate it. It's I. I don't feel uncomfortable all the fucking time. You know what I mean? I really right. don't. But that makes me uncomfortable. Sure. To have to like do a red rover down the stairs just to get on the fucking train. Excuse me. Um. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> um, excuse me. Excuse me, please. And and then the, you know what? And then they're like, put on your mask when you're on the subway. <laughs> Gotcha. This guy should put on his pants, and I'll put on my mask. Yeah, exactly. How about that? Seriously, whole asses, you can see. They're wearing their pants <laughs> Um. Anyways, Seth Barron, Last Days of New York. Get the book. Uh, and you can also get it uh, down in Union Square, not just at Amazon, but um, get, a, get a rare unsigned copy of Last Days of New York. Thanks for being here, Seth. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. And Merry Christmas.